What up? Welcome back. Uh, it's uh, Dead Bod. <laughs> Welcome to episode two of the Dead Bod podcast. I'm Juju. I'm Joelle. Um, our subject today is going to be people living secretly in other people's houses, um, which has also been coined as frogging, as mentioned in the previous episode. But before we get into all of that, um, we have a couple of mentions um, to couple give. A couple of shout outs. Yeah, yeah, just people. People have, have been wicked insane. Like 54 people have listened. 54. That, yeah, that way more than I thought we would ever get. Yeah, I, I thought like maybe like a few of my friends and then maybe your friends and then that would be it. But 54 people. I'm like, I'm shook. I mean, I always thought if we got at least 10, I'd die happy. So 54. One of them is like a 60 plus year old person, which blows my mind. Yeah, shout out if you're listening to episode two, whoever you are, get in touch. We'd like yeah. to know. We've had like a lot of feedback, I think. Uh, a lot. I'm, I'm so shook. I didn't expect people to be this nice about it. <laughs> um, obviously, the first episode, we were finding his feet and there were sound issues and we're still working on them. And we, we are, we're all new to this. Yeah. So yeah. it's getting. It's getting there. So my friends, Paul and Jack, FaceTimed me, actually, like the middle of the night, and they're like, we love it so much. <laughs> and I was like, shook. Um, but Paul, a.k.a. Marigold Adams, who you should totally follow on um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and everything, because she needs to go live and make some money, because Boris is a word, and he's shutting down. <laughs> things that mean she can't work and she's amazing uh, she's so funny and hilarious um was like you need to tell juju about this story so you did last week about the candy man i did and about the urban legend of people um poisoning poisoning by candy and if it was like yeah and we said there'd never really been a case besides maybe like the candy man kind of thing well good old bradford <laughs> which is which is pretty much where me and joelle are from hometown yep yep has has its own so are you ready for the story of I, the bradford arsenic poisoning i am and i purposely did not look into this just because i wanted to be the one to hear about it so i did i did post a picture of like a cartoon um a a newspaper did on instagram and honestly it's one of the coolest cartoons i've ever seen in my life it's like a little skeleton oh, it's great i love it <laughs> so uh I'm, I'm gonna try and condense it down but we're gonna oh. i this shook me because i'd never heard of this i, I hadn't and, like, either this yeah. is honestly amazing it's blown my mind so there was a guy called william hardacre who was known locally as this is also my favorite name humbug billy <laughs> and he sold sweets from a stall in the center of bradford so i don't know like where from bradford so if i say to you kurgate market oh yeah oh good old kurgate yeah. so if you know bradford it's literally where kurgate market is basically uh, so he used to purchase the sweets from a gentleman called joseph neal so the sweets he used to buy were peppermint humbugs which obviously everybody loves Everyone's um, made peppermint oil incorporated into a base of sugar and gum um so at the time, sugar was really expensive because of the sugar tax. Uh, so Neil would substitute some of the sugar with powdered gypsum, which is basically, I googled what it was because I was like, I've never heard of powdered gypsum. It's basically like plaster powder for building. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you have like half sugar, half plaster powder. Right, okay. Uh, and they used to call it daff. Uh, <laughs> and they used nicknames like daff to hide the practice of using stuff like the wall plaster. I see. So like, oh, I'll go get the daff. And they're like, yeah. what's daff? And you're like, oh, it's sugar. Yeah, it's not sugar. Yeah, crafty. Um, (laughs) So on this particular day, which I believe was the 30th of October, 1858, uh, Neil sent uh, James Archer, a lodger who was living with him, to collect the daff um, from druggist Charles Hodgson, uh, which was in Shipley. So uh, from Bradford to Shipley, it's like three miles. Yeah, it's it's very close, around the corner. You could walk it. This is a good walk. Um, so Hodgson was at the pharmacy, but he didn't serve Archer because he was poorly. So he sent one of his young assistants, William Goddard, to serve him. So Goddard asked Hodgson where the daff was mm-hmm. and was told it was in a cask in the corner of the attic. But instead of daff, Goddard sold Archer 12 pounds of arsenic. Oh, no. <laughs> so no one realised and it remained undetected during the sweet making process by James Appleton, an experienced sweet maker employed by Neil. Though Appleton did observe that they looked different from the usual humbugs. Appleton suffered, uh, suffered symptoms of illness during the sweet-making process and was ill for several days afterwards with vomiting and pain in his hands and arms. But obviously he didn't realise it was due to the arsenic. Yeah, okay. I realise. So 40 pounds of humbugs were sold to Hardacre, who also noticed the sweet look, sweets looked unusual and used this to obtain a discount. So instead of being like, I'm not going to take them, he was like, yeah, just give me 50% off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so a hardacre was one of the first to taste the sweets and promptly became ill it said that the sweets contained enough arsenic to kill two people per humbug Oof, right so, so it was I like, mean, it who, a lot of yeah, arsenic. who's gonna have half a humbug as well <laughs> like, well okay. they're gonna so, die. <laughs> and honestly this just shocks me because I, i've grown up in bradford my entire family's from bradford pretty much i have never ever heard this story no, so i'm never. so thankful to paul for like to hashtag marigold for giving me it because it's honestly I've been reading about it all day still on the mind. <laughs> um, so despite coming ill Hardacre sold five pounds of the sweets in the market stall that night of those who purchased and ate the sweets 21 of them died and a further 200 became severely ill oh my god um, so originally the first two deaths those of two children were thought to be because of cholera which was a big issue in Britain at the time obviously it's Victorian times water is not clean you're gonna die um, the growing number of casualties soon showed that the purchase of humbugs from Hardacre's stall was the cause. From there, this led to the trial of Neil and Hodgson. Neil, Goddard and Hodgson were charged for manslaughter, but they weren't convicted. Because uh, right. obviously it was like, a, not an innocent mistake, like maybe you should have been paying a bit more attention. But arsenic does kind of look like sugar wall plastic kind of thing. Yeah, like, it's just like a powdery thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, I guess it's easily... But is, is arsenic the one that smells like of almonds? Um, or is it both? I don't know. I just know that like people who have had poisoning, I'm going to find that out right now. Um, I know that like during autopsies, they have noted the strong scent of almonds. You are correct. Yes, so. it's one of them. Uh, yeah so well i'll carry on so the tragedy and resulting public outcry was a major contributing factor to the pharmacy act of 1868 so that that uh, which recognized the chemist and druggist as the custodian and seller of named poisons which honestly i don't feel like that made any difference because if you're not paying attention even if you're legally allowed to own, own the arsenic yeah if you're not paying attention to who you're selling it to or what the person's grabbing then uh, it just makes no difference at all um it also led to the uh, well, was one of the 
I don't want to say contributing factors because there was a lot of things, but it also led to the abolition of the sugar tax in 1874, which meant sugar became affordable to everyone. Um, and I was reading about it. It also led to this thing where they couldn't, I think they called it like adulteration of ingredients. So they couldn't just go, I'm going to put a bit of plasterboard in there to make it a bit chewy. to use what it says. Yeah, they have to use what it says on the tin. So, um, but I thought it'd be nice. Well, not nice. It's not really nice, is it? But okay. Um, to name some of, because there were 21 victims and I managed to find the victims. All right. Okay. Okay. I guess it's kind of morbid, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, okay. so were... kind of like a shout out, guys. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. honestly, I've grown up in Bradford and I've never, ever heard of this, ever. Honestly, I, like I don't even think my dad or my mum has heard of it or my grandparents and they like, like I said, every single one of my family is from Bradford. Yeah. And I don't think it's ever come up. So I'm going to give a shout out to the victims. Um, We've got Orlando Burren, he was five, and John Henry Burren, he was three. Um, and they were from Jowett Street on Manchester Road. Ooh. Not that that means anything to anyone if you don't know Bradford. Elizabeth Mary Midgley, she was seven. Elijah Wright was nine. Joseph Scott was 14. Joseph Crabtree, he just says he was an adult. I don't know what that means. Anne Short, age 38. Herbert Holdsworth, he says a child. John McCormack was four. Adel- Adela Lee was two. John Broadley was 21. Matt Green was 17 months. He was from Lomar as well, which is around the corner from us. Oh, my God. Um, Mrs. Shackleton, who, uh, don't say how old she was, but, you know. Um, John Lupton Constantine was 69. Uh, Briggs Ramadan, who was a clogger, in case you're wondering, aged 24. Robinson Wood was a child, and Thomas Wright was a child. Wow. So that's like, it killed a lot of kids. It killed like a, a lot. lot of kids, yeah. Um, I wonder how quick it, it did take them to get the correlation between what they'd eaten and, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, well, so it said the first two deaths on the first day, because obviously they become really sick first, but yeah. the first two deaths were the children, so I imagine they died pretty quick. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. And then obviously as more and more people, there were 200 people that became ill. Wow. So I imagine they'll have gone, oh, well, I've not eaten anything. I've just had this humbug. Yeah. And then yeah. they've gone, hold on a minute. Yeah. Jim Bob Brown corner said humbug. Same thing, Jim. Yeah. Get your Sindaka and get market. Get that shit sorted. <laughs> but that was that was from um, Paul Jack Marigold. And I thought it was pretty damn interesting. Very interesting. Thank you so much for submitting things. And if anybody else does want to submit things, we are open to that. Um, I'm going to do a shout out to my good friend, Philip Sweeting. Um, Oh, sweeting, sweet. Oh, God, sweet. Oh, I know. Um, for submitting a very interesting story from 2018, which made us ask ourselves, if you could eat human meat ethically, would you? Um, a Reddit user by the name of, and it is incredibly shiny shart, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, who we will refer to as shiny from here on, uh, <laughs> was involved in a motorcycle accident which totally shattered his shin and foot. Um, doctors told him that he would need amputating and he'd never be able to walk on it again. Um, I think I know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, so oddly, the main question that the guy had was, uh, can I keep it, the, the foot? And uh, due to some religions which require people to be buried as a whole, um, the doctor agreed 
and after the surgery was completed, he was given the severed foot in a red bio waste bag. Um, now, in the USA, this happened in America, of course, um, there isn't a federal law banning cannibalism. Um, Idaho is the only state which, um, which has a law that eating any form of human flesh would get you sent to prison. Um, although there are, of course, laws about murder, buying or selling human meat and corpse desecration, uh, mm. making cannibalism a difficult thing to achieve in general. Um, <laughs> it means technically, though, cannibalism is legal in 49 states. And as long as the other laws are not broken to obtain the flesh, um, then all's good, basically. So... Shiny said he originally would have liked the foot taxidermied or freeze-dried, but after not finding a taxidermist who would take him seriously and finding out the cost of freeze-drying, which was quite expensive for, for what it was, um, yeah. I remembered a conversation that he'd had with a group of friends asking them if they would eat human meat given the chance and basically decided to call them out on their answers. Um, so he took the foot home and after cutting a hunk of meat off the top of his ah. calf, <laughs> he then disposed of the rest of his foot and ankle by having it cremated in a lovely box of flowers. Uh, and he's got, he's, got, he's got the ashes. So 10 of his friends come round to his house and uh, overnight he marinated the meat and sauteed it with peppers, onion, <laughs> lime juice, salt and pepper and served it in small chunks with corn tortillas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's tickled me so much, but here's a bit of salt with a tortilla. <laughs> so effectively he made um, like, well, taco type things, I, I guess. Um, when he was asked how it tasted, he said that it was some of the reddest, most flavorful meat he had ever eaten with extremely rich beefy taste and was almost like venison. Um, and he said, although it tasted great, it was very chewy, probably due to the cut of the meat. So how amazing is that story? Um, that is so <laughs> gross. <honestly. laughs> but it does remind me. So thank you for your friend for writing that in. But it does remind me of that guy. It came to me in a vision a minute ago. The guy that um, put online that he wanted to like eat someone. Do you remember? Oh, yes, yes, the uh, German And the guy, guy was, yeah, and the guy was like, uh, do you know what? I volunteer as tribute. You can eat me. I'm ready to die. And then there was that whole thing and he did eat him. And, uh, like, I'm in two minds about it because, obviously, I don't think the guy that's agreeing to be eaten is in his right mind. Like, it's basically like a form of suicide, if you think about it. You're just letting someone else kill you. Yeah. Um, maybe he had mental health issues, which obviously were like unresolved, which is sad. But the guy comes, I don't know, it's a really complicated thing of like, well, he technically consented, yeah. but effectively it is murder. Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure he did eat the guy's dick. Um, yes, that I was trying to keep that I was trying to keep it clean, Julian. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> um, well, I, I know the a reference to that is the uh a song by Ramstein, Mind Tile, which um, translates as Mind Tail, which is basically about a cannibal eating some guy's duck. Um, <laughs> uh, just honestly, like, if you ever get the urge to eat human flesh, just don't do it. No, just. There is a, a band as well. What is the band called? It's like a S Swedish, Norwegian black metal band. Mm. 
Um, and the lead singer killed himself and they took pictures of the lead singer's body and put it as the album cover. What the fuck are they called? Oh. I can't remember what they're called. You'll know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brings yeah, a bell. It's going to really annoy me. But I'm pretty sure like one of the friends said like, yeah, I just kept like, I wanted to like try a bit of him. Am I, re- am I confusing this? But I'm sh- like, they did some weird stuff. <laughs> but again, if someone, if your friend kills herself, don't use it as a picture for your fucking album cover. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. You Google that. Okay. Um, and in relation to the thing that we Googled earlier, you were correct about the smell of almonds being for both cyanide yes. and arsenic. Yes, it, it can create a smell of almond. Um, mm. due to um about the, it says it's the both byproducts of the enzymatic catalysts of amygdalin which is present in almonds and other foods. It gives off the same odour, but not everybody can detect it, apparently. So there we go. So if you get a drink and it smells really strongly of almonds. Yeah, and you've not ordered anything with almonds. Yeah, (laughs) and the band was called Mayhem. Okay, Mayhem. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, like I know we're still finding his feet. We're still finding how we're going to like format it and how it's going to go and like stuff like that. But genuinely the response has been... I'm shooketh. Yeah, really, really. Every day I'm refreshing the app to see (laughs) how many people, and I'm just like, oh my God, it's gone up to this, it's gone up to this. And we just send each other a message saying like, 45, 52. (laughs) (laughs) And it's insane. So, but if you do have anything to tell us, write it in. Because I literally, like I say, that Bradford story has blown my mind. The foot story has disgusted me, but also blown my mind. Um, it's cool to hear your like we don't know everything yeah I know you might think that we know everything <laughs> we give off that vibe but we yeah. don't really totally do. clued up here <laughs> so um, yeah today what we do we're doing frogging we're doing frogging um so frogging we did mention it briefly yeah we mentioned it briefly it's effectively when someone has taken refuge and is living in somebody else's house without the tenant or owner knowing that they are there um people who are discovered as usually have usually been staying in the attic or under a crawl space which is a space usually underneath the house that many many american homes have um and sometimes in the wall if there's a particularly large space between the walls and in basements too so yeah yeah, so before we, whoever starts the story first, my friend Andrew said that I have to read this out because okay. when he found out we were doing about frogging, he was like, oh my God. And he, <laughs> he's such a weirdo, I hate him. He put, when you told me it was going to be about frogging, I got so excited because it's equally my greatest desire and greatest fear to discover that someone is living in my house without me knowing. Imagine the horror, absolutely disgusting, but also really fucking interesting. <laughs> uh- <laughs> That's what Andrew says. Andrew is disturbed that he would like to someone to do it. But I do agree that it is like the most, I, I do think it's one of the scariest things that I think it, could possibly. It is a very, very scary thing because a lot of people think of, um, well, y- your home is your it's your special place. It's your safe place. It's your where, you know what I mean? It's your haven. People feel a lot more comfortable at home often than they do anywhere else um, in the world. And it's it's just got a level of privacy about it that a lot of time yeah. you don't get anywhere else. So to have somebody invade that privacy um, without, especially without your knowledge, is just terrifying to think about. Yeah, it's it's 
the thought of it just it makes my skin crawl. Like, I, if someone's breaking in, break into murder. Do you know what I mean? Like, break at least into, do it loud so I know you come in. Yeah, break into murder, <laughs> break into steal, break into hurt, or whatever you're doing. Don't break in to just live there. Just ask <laughs> if you want to live there. I'm probably going to say yes because I'm scared. Do you know what I mean? But like, the, the idea that like you're asleep and someone's watching you, what you do, and yeah, I mean, there probably is like a lot of um some of the stories I were reading there was a lot of innocence to it of like they couldn't afford a house they had nowhere they to were live homeless. yeah yeah so I'm not saying they're all bad but but don't do it guys do not do it. yeah just don't so who wants to go first I, like I feel like yours is longer than mine well I've got two stories one of oh them God. one of them is um a suspected intruder and our second is a confirmed intruder. So oh, it sounds like alarms at work. Confirmed intruder. Like I'll do my suspected intruder. You can do yours, and then we'll can finish with the uh, with the last one. Go for it. I'm I'm all ears. I've got my drink ready. I'm so ready. Right. Okay. So this story was posted by Reddit user Helen Marla, Malina. I believe it's pronounced Marlena. Um, Helen recalls that when she was at school, her friend Celia had started complaining to her about strange things that had been happening around her house. Um, the first thing was that there's I'm already bad. <laughs> yeah, it gets bad. <laughs> the first thing uh, was that there seemed to be a hole forming in one of the walls in the basement um, and it was basically slowly getting bigger um, as though the bricks and mortar were crumbling away. Um, Celia said that she had told her parents but they just didn't seem to be worried and just sort of blamed it on well it's an old house you know. You know what this happened. is the same thing as last week when you told me the Reddit story of there's a guy watching me <laughs> it's nothing <laughs> you just dream listen to your fucking kids yeah if your kids listen are doing saying that there's some creepy shit going on just yeah listen explore it, okay <laughs> because do you know what 10 percent of the time it's going to be fucking true yeah. <laughs> i'm mad at parents now proceed <laughs> i'm so scared i just oh, just, just just do it um so um as time went by the hole began to grow um and it slowly got big enough for the couple to put their arms through i don't know why you'd do that <laughs> first up it's like there's a hole in the wall in the basement i'm just gonna have a rummage about no no um they noticed that they couldn't feel anything behind the hole so they thought well surely if the wall's crumbling away it's only got to grow in width and not depth like why is yeah. the you know can understand bits falling off but why is there like nothing behind it that's just a bit yeah. weird so Celia started telling her friend that she started hearing voices which seemed to come from the hole in the basement no. and although Helena had never heard the voices herself when over at her friend's house they were only 10 years old at this point and she didn't feel like her friend would be lying to her about this considering how distraught she'd been acting um, the pair frequently had sleepovers on the weekends and the more she stayed over the more creepy occurrences she experienced in her friend Celia's house. The friends did own a lot of pets. They had dogs, rabbits, uh, cats, birds, reptiles, frogs. Um, and the pair remember oh. that, yeah, they had a lot of animals, uh, big animal lovers apparently. And the pair remember that especially the cats and dogs from time to time would disappear. And then late, uh, later on would appear in the basement near the hall. Um, 
and that Celia's pets didn't particularly like being in the basement and generally had no interest in going down there of their own accord. Um, the girls started getting really scared and thought Helena started, and, and although, sorry, Helena started fearing staying at her friend's house. Um, her friend would often beg her to stay over just because she didn't feel safe staying alone. Um, and basically she believed that someone was living in the walls and moving around the areas of the house. At school, Celia became a nervous wreck. Her parents and teachers who did not believe her stories said that she was likely anxious as her older sister had recently moved away for college and were just basically playing up because she wanted attention from people. Uh, now for the spookiest part. Over the Christmas holiday, Helen stayed over at her friend Celia's house. Something about Celia is that she loved soft toys and teddy bears of all different sizes. The, the toys are here. <laughs> she owned a huge collection of them. After sleeping in Celia's bed together that night, they awoke in the middle of the night to find every stuffed animal, which had previously been strewn all around the room, had been rearranged into a four-foot pile with all the little faces staring at them on the bed. No. I, that is, honestly, I have dreams about, like, things being moved. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, not, it's not like good, is put, it? Like, you're, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go for a wee, and you put your laptop facing one way, and you come back into the living room and, and it's like, moved like and you're like no, no, <laughs> no julianne no <laughs> um so uh yeah with odd little faces facing them staring at me on the bed helena claimed to be a very light sleeper and because of the amount of teddies some of which had been up high on top of the wardrobe and had been moved they both knew that it was whatever was secretly living in the walls that had been responsible for this so mm -hmm. between them, they moved all the soft toys back around the room and crawled back into bed, falling asleep again, only to wake up again, just as the morning light began to creep in through the window. Hearing a creaking noise coming from underneath the bed and looking, Why is he under the bed? <laughs> looking at each other, they knew it had to be the floorboards. Peering over the edge of the mattress, the two girls peeked underneath the bed, just in time to catch one of the floorboards snapping back into place. Quickly pulling their heads back, they held each other and cried, too terrified to move. Helena remembers how she had never been so scared in her life, and as soon as morning came, she rang her parents and got them to pick her up right away. She would never go back to Celia's house again. That same summer, Helena moved away with her family due to her parents' job commitments, and over a decade has now passed. Helena wonders if Celia still lives in the house today. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> no, Celia doesn't live in the house because Celia's dead because the person <laughs> living in the fucking wall killed her. Oh, my God, no. Don't you that's, think that is horrible? <laughs> that's horrific. And they're some brave kids because... If it were me, I'd just be like, no, oh, not going in that room ever it's again. In a bit, ma'am. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did he just arrange the... I'm assuming it's a man. It could be a woman. Mm. That's very sexist of me. But why did they just arrange the teddies? What? I don't... That's horrid. When they do stuff with no purpose or meaning to it... Yeah, it's like they're saying, I am here. I'm here, but... Well, that's it. I want you to know that I'm here and I can see you and I'm watching oh. you sleep. Ooh. Not I don't me. like it. Not I don't like me. it. That is horrid. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what I mean. 
like this that, the psychology of it right whoever's a psycho if there's a psychologist that listens to us please tell me the reasoning behind it because i would much rather someone come into my room and kill me <laughs> than rearrange my shit <laughs> that is more that is so terrifying to me yeah i'd rather like, be dead than scared effectively <laughs> yeah like it, it's because then you i think it's that thing of like playing of like oh well i'm mad am i going crazy yeah like gaslighting them to believe that they're fucking insane yeah yeah why are you getting pleasure from that (laughs) oh she oh lord she mad (laughs) i'm I'm horrified that's what i am i don't i do not stand these people living in other people's houses and moving stuff please find another hobby (laughs) that is horrid horrid well mine is a confirmed intruder okay um it's kind of like a frogging slash murder story oh and it's the first one that came to my mind well there's two actually but one of them's like a video on youtube i'm just gonna tell you about because it scares me but um i watch it all the time when i'm stoned for freaky times i'm like "Ah." (laughs) um but so this one is about the spider-man of denver have you heard it I've definitely heard of the Spider-Man of Denver. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought no. No, no. You you take this one. This will be great. I wanted it to be about like you didn't hear it, but alas. Right. So it starts off um with a guy called Philip Peters who lived with his wife Helen at 3335 West Moncrief Place in Denver, Colorado. So in 1941, Helen Peters was recovering at St. Anthony's Hospital because she'd broken her hip in a fall. Mm -hmm. So Peter had a former friend or acquaintance, he don't really go into it fully, um, named Theodore Edward Cornies. So Cornies was intending to ask Peters for a handout. Instead, Cornies broke into Peter's house when Peter was out at neighbours' houses having dinner due to the neighbours not wanting Peters to be alone because he was an elderly gentleman, his wife was in hospital, they wanted to make sure that he was, you know, being good neighbours, come round, have dinner with us, give you a bit of like socialising and stuff. They didn't want him to feel lonely whilst his wife was still recovering in hospital. I feel like I need to burp, that's so gross. I need to know that, but I'm going to. Oh my God. So Cornies was born in 1882 in Petersburg, Illinois. Um, He moved to Denver in 1907. He'd actually suffered poor health his entire life and was told by doctors not to expect to see his 18th birthday. I don't fully know, like I didn't go into detail of what was actually wrong with him, but obviously to say don't don't get excited to be turning 18, Mm. obviously it's something quite, you don't know. Um, He worked as a bookkeeper and in advertising and sales, but he spent most of his adult life homeless. And because he was so frail and ill, he resented the way others treated him and said that he wanted to be in a place where he could be alone and free from the judgment of others. I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) No judge me. Yeah, literally. But now, honestly, like you never know, like you could be feeling alone and away from people's judgment and there's someone living in your fucking attic. Anyway, um, so Cornish had found a small trapdoor in the ceiling of our closet of the Peters house. Uh, the trapdoor led to a small cubby hole in the attic and he decided he was going to occupy that space and live there rent-free, eat the food then when they were asleep, take some money, and he lived there undiscovered for five weeks. Okay, so this is where the murder bit happens. 
Uh, so on October 17th, 1941, Philip Peters discovered corneas in his fridge. Oh my God. Basically, <laughs> where there's the light of the fridge on this frail guy. Um, Peters hits him with the cane he carried, but Corny smacked him over the head with an old pistol that he'd found in the house. Uh, the gun broke apart, but Corny's continued to beat him with a heavy iron stove shaker. I also want to point out, I googled what a stone sh- stove shaker was. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> it came up with so many different things. I'm assuming, it's like, do you know when you have like a fire and you're like, yeah, with yeah, yeah, to get in, get like oxygen in the fire. Okay, yeah. But that on a stove. So he beat the, so Peters was 73. He beat him to death and then just returned to his creepy little cubby hole. It was like, my, um, uh, I don't want to go too much into the murder, but his body was found after the neighbors noticed that he'd not gone to anyone's house for dinner. Uh, Cause remember the neighbors were inviting him around so it didn't feel lonely. Oh yeah. Uh, the police arrived and noticed that all the windows and doors were locked from the inside and they noted nothing suspicious. Um, they did notice the cubby hole but remarked that a normal-sized person could not fit in it. <laughs> um, so it was hard. Ow. It was hard to find pictures of what it looked like, but it's about the size of like. A, I'm saying about the size of my laptop. A, uh, a standard laptop, not very big. Yeah, though. yeah, not big at all. Maybe even smaller, depending on the size on your laptop. That's like, it. That's almost like a sheet of uh, oh, a sheet of A4 paper and a bit. On the bottom, if yeah, you exactly. It. Like I, like I could probably get my legs, and then I get to the top of my legs, and be able to get them in it. Yeah, my hips definitely won't go through it. Nah. than hips. <laughs> um, but it was very like it wasn't. It wasn't big. It wasn't very big. Yeah, it weren't big at all. Um, so obviously, Miss, Mrs. Mrs. Sorry, Peters, and she'd been in hospital the time this whole thing had happened. She comes out, she, like she's told her husband's been murdered. She's like, oh my god. Um, but she comes home, obviously, she's like, I'm going to live there, screw y'all. And she goes back to the house and she has a housekeeper living with her because obviously she's elderly as well. Um, but they both noted that they would hear strange noises in the house. They noted, noticed food going missing, things being put out of place and uh, weird smells. Oof. So they're absolutely convinced it's a ghost. They're like, it's a ghost, 100%. Um the housekeeper ended up, I put noping the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, hell um, no. Because <laughs> um, she she said she finally saw a ghost on the stairs, which she described as a tall, frail and pale man. This is the worst bit. I hate this bit. This is just demonic and I hate it. And when she saw him, he chattered his teeth at her. Oh, no. No. And he just looked at her. I went, like. Oh, no evil what is ugh. <laughs> horror, like oh no so she was like fuck this i'm out bye uh, which i said very sensible and uh, mrs peter's obviously not been able to live on her own she just recovered from hip surgery she went to move with her son in grand junction i think that's in denver not in denver colorado don't really know didn't google it um so the house honestly mine's really sharp but you're gonna love it so the house stood vacant, um, but neighbours said that they noticed sounds and and weird smells. Because obviously this guy is like living in the house, even though people don't live there anymore. He's still not showering or anything. Yeah, he, he's stanky. <laughs> um, uh, but the police checked it multiple times. They couldn't find anything. 
they're like, maybe it is haunted. I like, I literally don't know what to say at this point because we can't find anything. But then, but then, on October 30th, 1942, which I mistyped here and put 2942, so millions of years in the future, um, police were doing their rounds and noticed someone in the window. Oh. So they were like, they, they were like right. <laughs> oh my god let's get this so they run in and so there's two different accounts one account says that the police chased after him and they saw his legs disappearing through the trap door um, and they like grabbed him and pulled him down and was like you're under arrest others say that they went into the house he already made it upstairs into the cubby hole no one could find him um and then they heard a noise so they were like we're gonna have to investigate the attic and they found him um, so needless to say, he was caught and he was taken into police custody where he was admitted, uh, where he admitted to the crime because there was no point in lying about it. Like he'd been living there five weeks. They could smell him. Jesus Christ. Um, and he ended up being called the Spider-Man of Denver because a police officer noted that he would have to be a spider to stand up there for that long. If you Google him, if you just Google Spider-Man of Denver and go on the images, it shows you how small where he was living was. And he couldn't, like, he was quite a tall man. You couldn't stand up straight. You couldn't, like, stretch your legs out. It was tiny. And obviously, the bit to get into, like, say, A4 piece of paper and a bit. It was very small. Um, so that's where he got his nickname from. From? From? Um, so the, a fun fact. Are you ready for this? I feel like you like I'm this. I'm ready. One. I'm ready. So there's an episode of CSI about him called Stalker, but they're my favorite. This is an episode um, of The Simpsons about him called The Sif Who Came to Dinner. Oh, my God, really? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what happens in the episode because I started re-watching Simpsons from the beginning and I've not seen that one. <laughs> it's like season 15, but um, I'm just going to assume it's about a guy living in the attic. But then that reminds me of the episode where Bart has an evil twin. Oh, yeah, they give him the fish heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there's like they're um, like conjoined twins and yeah, the and stars on the wrong side. Yeah. That is the evil one. <laughs> yeah. But the reason I did that one is because it's obviously juicy, a bit of murder in there as well. Um but the bit like the fact that he lived there so like, he he looked so ghostly and gross and stinky that he like people thought he were a ghost. And people genuinely in the neighborhood and the people that lived there, so like Mrs. Peters and the housekeeper, genuinely thought it was haunted. No explanation as to how a ghost had killed the husband, but... Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you like living in a small place, no sunlight, probably not getting correct nourishment and all that, you are going to yeah. look all... And obviously, like, it, it was stated that he'd had Ill, Ill health and he was already, like, quite a frail and pale man, but he'd lost enough weight to manage to get in that cubby hole. Yeah. And maintained the weight to be able to get up there. But the <laughs> other one I was going to tell you about, um, there is, if I'm sure if you, like, Google it or YouTube it, if you just be like, people living in crawl space, there is a video which is where this obsession of frogging started and the horror of it that me and my friend Andrew watched. And it is a man and he said that he noticed, I think it's in China actually, he noticed that um, food was going missing and he asked his girlfriend, his girlfriend like, his girlfriend's like, it's not me. So I think he was planning on catching her out and he set up a camera to be like, yes, you are nicking the food in the middle of the night. And anyway, from this little like crawl space in the wall, this woman who looks like Samara from The Ring, she just yeah. freaking climbs down with long hair, 
climbs down onto this side table as a pissing sink, <laughs> goes to the fridge, gets some food, watches a bit of TV, hears him come in and crawls back up. But it's the way, like, you need to watch it because the way she crawls down, her hair is, like, all long in front of her face and she looks almost... It, she looks like the girl crawling out of the TV in the room or the grudge, whichever one it is. They both look the same. Like, they've oh, all got the long hair. It gives me but, chills. It gives me chills. It's, Don't it's like so it. I literally was thinking about it. I was like, is there anywhere in this house, in this apartment, whatever it is, where someone could live and me not know about it? And thankfully, there isn't. <laughs> there's no, like, there's no attic, because it's like an apartment kind of thing. There's no attic. There's no... Like every cupboard is some, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just so thankful. thankful. I've got a cellar. I've got an attic. You're screwed. You've got two. I've got two rooms in the attic. There's plenty of room. If anyone wants. Rooms in the attic? Yeah, I've got two rooms in the attic. Are you in a a room now in the attic? I'm in a room now in the attic, yeah, and there's like another. Right, but I feel like if if you want to live in someone else's house, you're not going to go for the luxury space, are you? I would. <laughs> yeah, I'm sleeping in your bed, mate. <laughs> You're easily gonna be caught. I'd be in I'd be in cellar. Who was it? Ghouls. <laughs> Who was it? I was seeing whatever this guy. And he had like he said his house was haunted, but it wasn't. And um because I knocked on the cellar door and I was like, ghosties come out. And he was like, stop. But we went into the cellar and there was like a door in the cellar that like just where did it go? No one. Oh knows. no, no. Like, that's not that's why you're not with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the reason. Don't make me cry. But these that's like two like houses I've been to where they've had like a door in the cellar and the door know where it goes. No. And they don't open it. I just no. Brick, I want to know where it goes. Brick it up. No, I want to know. <laughs> he said all the ghosts lived there, so I knocked on it and no one came out. I was fuming fumed right tell me your confirmed intruder right uh the final story then for tonight listen after this i'm going to ask you what you've watched on tv because i need some good suggestions all oh, right okay i can suggest one thing okay um so season. <laughs> our final story is that of amber dawn who moved into town uh it was the town of numclaw or it might be Enumclaw, in Washington, to be closer to her brother and sister-in-law. Her new one-bedroom apartment, although small, had a lovely little balcony, as well as both a kitchen and a dining room. Um, The first night she moved in, she'd been playing music while she unpacked before retiring for the night and crawling into bed. Laying under her, her duvet, she heard footsteps from above. Amber recalls thinking about how when you move into a new space, you aren't yet used to the sounds a new house makes, um, which kind of does make sense. You know, like you've got certain doors that squeak, you might have pipes, all that kind of stuff. You might even find that there's a tree really close to your house and when the wind blows, the branches scratch, you know, all different types of things, don't you? Uh, So for all she knew, it was just her imagination or the pipes that were playing up due to them not being used for a while previously. She mentioned it to a landlord the next day, who dismissed it as a squirrel, and Amber jokingly commented that the squirrel must have been wearing a set of really heavy boots. Um, over the He's com- doing like clog dancing up yeah. in there. <laughs> um, over the coming months, she noticed some strange things happening in her apartment. Drinks going missing, food disappearing from a fridge, 
into soup, just magically disappearing. Lights being left <laughs> on or cupboard doors being left open. Um, yeah, that has doomed me because my flatmate now leaves lights on and it is, it is. imagine someone that you didn't even fucking live with doing that. Oh, <laughs> it'd boil my piss. I hate it. I'm like, is it Blackpool Illuminations in here? Is your mum even your mum? <laughs> is your mum even your mum? If she does say, if like, if she doesn't say that, um, <laughs> didn't come out of English at all. Um, <laughs> so she basically suspected a brother-in-law who had a key uh, to her apartment, and at the time, Amber worked three jobs. So she was waitressing shifts, uh, doing waitressing shifts at night. She was a chemist during the day and she'd be doing some part-time administration we, uh, oh work on God, a weekend as well. I know. Yeah. Uh, so one night while um, waiting tables, she received a call saying her apartment had flooded. A week earlier, she had bought a nine-year-old puppy. Oh, sorry. Nine-week-old. A nine-week-old puppy, um, which was being kept. All in dogs are puppies, whether they're nine years old or nine-week-old. <laughs> Um, which was being kept in the bathroom at the time um, and she feared for the worst. Uh, survive? Rushing home, she entered the water-damaged bathroom to find the puppy sitting in the sink, waggling its tail at her arrival. And oh my God, so this guy is like a good guy. Like he's, he's, he's a good guy, good guy. He's right, okay. Okay. Um, Amber comments how there is no way that the puppy could have jumped into the sink by herself. It was just too high and there was nothing for the dog to climb up on either. So someone must have put her in the sink. Mm. Um, a few days later, for the first time since moving into her apartment, Amber didn't feel very well and decided to take the day off work. Nothing much happened throughout the day, but around 7pm, she heard a loud thump come from the living room. Um, having animals, though, she disregarded the noise. And that same night at about 11, she turned the lights off, ran herself a hot bath, lit a candle, climbed in and laid back to relax. Opening her eyes, she gazed up at the ceiling and noticed the crawl space to the attic door was open. Fear filled her body. She sat there frozen with fear as in her head, she put it all together. The one thing that she had convinced herself that had just been a mixture of her overactive imagination playing up and her busy and tiring schedule leaving her drained and forgetful, there was someone else living in her house. Calmly, she got out of the tub, put on her robe, and as she walked over to the entrance of the door to leave, she realised the only place the intruder could have been hiding would be her wardrobe, which she had to walk past in order to leave her apartment. The wardrobe... You'd have to act so nonchalant, wouldn't you? Yeah, like, absolutely. The oh wardrobe... God, that man. <laughs> well, by the door. <laughs> the wardrobe had mirrored doors, which I personally find horrible anyway. Who wants to look at yourself that long, you know? Um... <laughs> oh, in it. And apparently, do you know if, like, you know the whole... Because we did Urban Legends last week and we mentioned Bloody Mary. I was yeah. reading that if the Bloody Mary thing is, like, a genuine phenomenon... Because if you look at yourself in the mirror for too long, you get, like, facial distortion. Oh, no, I don't like that. I uh, kind of want to try it. I kind of want to just stare in the mirror until my face goes all freaky. So she remembers how scary it was to walk past them in the dark. Because, obviously, she just she wasn't thinking about turning anything on. She just wanted to get the heck out of there. Um, yeah. Knowing that, potentially, there was someone on the other side of them. Walking quickly. She passed the doors, grabbed a hammer from the drawer in her kitchen, 
picked up her puppy and exited the apartment ASAP. Um, and in those days, mobile phones didn't exist. So she had to walk to the lounge area to call for help. Calling her sister-in-law, who lived around the corner, and the police, hopefully the latter first, um, (laughs) she then left the apartment and went straight to her sister's house. By the time the authorities arrived, the perpetrator had gone, but searching the attic, they found a sleeping bag, food, and a stack of books. Although Amber feels her guest meant meant her no harm and did potentially save the life of her puppy and just needed a place to stay, Amber moved out the next day and made sure the landlord locked the attic door in preparation for the next tenant. The culprit has never been identified and 20 years later, Amber says she has learned to listen to her instincts and no longer ignores the situation if she feels something is not quite right. Hmm. That's (laughs) not... This one gives me mixed feelings because the fact that he saved the dog yeah he does redeem himself a bit I mean (laughs) but you know at first I thought would the dog not be like constantly looking up in the attic or like going mad but if that person has lived in that house ever since you were brought to the house that's normal normal for you isn't it so I'm like I'm like no maybe because he wasn't doing he wasn't moving things around and like causing a great stress he was just living there so I can kind of forgive him for that and he saved the dog but also no stop yeah. you're in the bath you're fully naked and you're like oh my very God. vulnerable feeling in it and if you're anything like me you have to struggle to find a towel for 20 minutes you get out. <laughs> so, like, I'm just gonna lay on the rug and roll about <laughs> like oh, yeah that's no no <laughs> I know there's nowhere anyone could live in this apartment, but I'm just, I'm gonna have to double check everything tonight. I know it's not right. I'm gonna be setting home alone style traps for intruders. You <laughs> buckets of blue paint balanced on doors. And Whoa, chicken no. feathers. <laughs> I think, but the again, like if we're gonna go with a moral of something, listen to your fucking instincts because oh, yeah. you get a vibe for you can meet someone. And in the first 30 seconds, God, is something not right. Just, just trust it. Don't oh, invite yeah, him into you your house. Don't yeah, ask you him around for dinner. 100% be in a situation and go, this isn't right, something bad's going to happen. And just, like, go with that. Like, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. And do you know what? At the end of the day, even if you were wrong and that person is absolutely lovely and not a murderer, well, tough shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, better to be safe than sorry. Absolutely, better to be not murdered. <laughs> in it, oh, like better as, to as be that saying goes. <laughs> not have, yeah, exactly. Better to not have someone living in your fucking house. <laughs> so, what, yeah, great, great story. If that were a good story, you've like Reddit is the one for these things. I got a lot of my information from Wikipedia, and then someone had because obviously Wikipedia queen. Um, someone had done an article about it, so I was reading about that. Um, but the the arsenic Bradford poison, there was loads of articles about that, and I didn't write any of them down. Very informative. I, I feel like th- this episode we found his feet a little bit more. I think we're still going to have some technical issues. Yeah. We are working. You'll have to do. If anyone comes back and says, "Well, you just need to work on your sound," we know. <laughs> we know, Karen. <laughs> Tried a different approach this time. 
we were quite quite formal at the beginning. Maybe next week will be less formal and more talky with a bit of formal. I don't know, but uh, but it's uh, it's been. Fun. I'm honestly, I'm I can't even get into words how much it means that people have written in and given us feedback and stuff. It's fucking insane. I'm so happy. It's really good, really encouraging. Um... And it is. we're just like so excited to be doing this as well. So we hope it is something that people are enjoying. Um, and if you're not enjoying, don't tell us. We don't want to know. <laughs> if it's not the best thing you've ever listened to, then just... just... Fuck off. <laughs> you don't care. It's been fun for us. So, yeah. uh, we, um, so yeah, you can, again, you can follow us, Pod on Twitter, Deadboard Podcast on Instagram, Deadboard podcast on G- at gmail.com. Right, if you have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about, because our plan is, shall I reveal the plan? I'm revealing the plan. The plan is we want to get our friends and people that have written and said, oh, you should write about this. We want you to come on, fucking Zoom us and yes. tell us it. We want to react to your spooky shit. Yes. Um, so we've already got people lined up. Uh, once we get the flow going but we we want to hear like if you say oh my god i have this really cool story to tell us i don't want to research it i'm lazy <laughs> tell me get on zoom and tell me um at the, oh, i mean if you live close by i'd say come round, but covid um oh, but apparently we're going into another lockdown i want to die oh, um oh, don't, don't. <laughs> but so that's that's the plan um and if you don't want to be on it and you just want us to read it out just tell us Yep. And again, if you've got corrections for us of like, well, actually, what actually happened was there was a murder by sweets. Tell us. I want to fucking know that shit. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really helped um, having people write in, just um, really helping pique the interest. Um, you can be a part of the podcast too. If you want to be a guest or be on the podcast, more than happy for that. Um, just give one of us an email or a message we can sort something out um and in regards to you asking if i'd seen anything good recently yes i want to know so because the reason i want to know is because i started on our twitter i started a countdown of the best halloween films Uh but what happened was i went out drinking and forgot (laughs) so (laughs) we're behind on the countdown of halloween films so I think you did one, I did one, then just nothing else has happened. I will update it at some point. Okay. Leave me alone. But I have been trying to get into spooky seasons. So I watched, yesterday I watched Edward. Okay. Have you seen Edward? No. The Tim Burton film with Johnny Depp. I don't narrow it down, the Tim Burton film with Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, well. Wait, <laughs> um, the one where he plays the director, Edward Wood. You know, the guy that did Plan 9 from Outer Space and stuff. I have not seen this. <laughs> I feel like you'd really like it. It's got like a guy that plays Bella Lugosi in it. Ooh. It's got a guy that play, a, a girl that plays um, Vampira. And it's about how he created these films and stuff and how he's just mental and I love it. It's a really good film. But I wanted to get into the spooky season one. Okay. Um, and I watched as well, I watched The American Family, The Murder Next Door or something. I watched that yesterday. That is, what a prick. Yeah, it's pretty, you know... The, the thing in that that honestly made me it, the worst part for me um is when there's the girl in the back of the car singing about how her dad's a hero yeah. that bit really it made my heart grow three times bigger 
and then shrivel again. <laughs> um, it's about a guy called Chris Watts. It happened like to, I, I remember when it happened because me and my mum were talking about him like what a piece of shit. Mm. And we because it was in like the build up to before he admitted to it, you could tell that it was just like a narcissistic piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. And props to the guy, props to the neighbor that was like, he not acting right. Yeah, yeah, what? straight up called him out, didn't he? But like the worst bit for me is I think like even if it was a crime of passion that he killed his pregnant wife and they got into an argument and he killed her, he still had a 45 minute ride with his two daughters in the back where he could have changed his mind. Yeah. That was premeditated. And the fact that he didn't even like bury his kids like he buried his wife shows the lack of respect that he had, the lack of love that he had for them, for them kids. Like he just threw them in a tank. And well, I read that the openings of the tank was tiny um pretty much like tiny tiny to the point where to actually get those bodies into that tank you would have had to do some serious breaking slash whatever you want to call it to actually get them into in in there so like honestly watch it because there's a lot of footage in it if you've not seen it watch it it's on netflix there's a lot of footage in it where you get to see and i'm not claiming they had like a perfect relationship but here's the thing if if you are in a relationship with someone and you no longer love them or you are unhappy in that relationship, fucking leave. Yeah. You do not have to murder the whole family to get out of it. It's, you know. Just, honestly, the fact that they just threw them away like they were rubbish is just, what a fucking arsehole. And the fact that he's not even getting the death penalty because he... He admitted guilty, yeah. Ah. And I, I don't know where I stand on the death penalty, but give it to him because Chris Watts, you fucking suck. <laughs> well, um, if if there's any luck, um, he, well, he is going to spend the rest of his life in prison. And with it being such a high profile case, I'm pretty sure um, other prisoners are going to find out who he is and what he did. Yeah. So it wouldn't well. surprise me if he doesn't last that long anyway. And there's more good news. Oh, Trump COVID. <laughs> yeah, it does it though. <laughs> I don't know. Have you not seen that fucking video of him where he's like, <gasps> it's like SpongeBob out of water? Um, <laughs> I was like, it's gasping for breath. Right, what did you watch? Tell me your suggestions. Um, is this for series or films? This is for both, Julian. It is spooky season. I want to know. Okay, have you tre- have you have you seen Trick a Treat? As in Trick our Treat. Um. <sighs> If not, I'll put it on your fucking list. I know it's like your favourite film because you go to so Halloween. Fucking oh, good. Neat costume with the little guy with the candy. Yeah. You need to see that shit. It's amazing. Um, what else? Well, I said I said Dead Alive, also known as Brain Dead. Brilliant film. You need to see that. Um, I would have recommended What We Do in the Shadows, but we already spoke about that. We did speak about it, but you can't get enough of it. It's so good. <laughs> what you call it is like Taiki Watiti or something. I probably said that so wrong and I am so sorry. But I respect his soul. He is a beautiful man. And he's so pure. As I love him. Have you watched um, Jojo Rabbit? What? Have you watched Jojo Rabbit? No. Oh, it's by it's by him. Oh, okay. The guy, the little kid's got the imaginary friend that's Hitler. Oh my god, it's so good. No, because you like you you think like oh, he's got an imaginary friend that's Hitler. Oh shit, but it's actually so good. It's so beautifully done. Watch it and and hunt for the wilder people. 
Right, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this. Oh, Hunt for the Wilder People is amazing. You're gonna love Hunt for the Wilder People. There's, like a, fucking, there's a little rap in it, it's great. <laughs> but um we're yet to decide our subject for next week, but we'll keep that a surprise because I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh well thanks for listening, everybody. I think this uh concludes this week's episode. Um I'm gonna include some um little sources, um, not like tomato ketchup, you know, but like where I got some info from in the little information section. You'll also be able to see some photos of those tacos if you'd like to. Yes, uh, I yeah. would. <laughs> Maybe put like a warning on it. You can you've got access to the Instagram, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whack a picture up of the Spider-Man and them tacos. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a link in, in the description of the podcast as well, uh, just so you can have a bit of deeper read if you would like. Um and that's yeah. it. From- now, if you're not gonna get any sources from me, it was literally Wikipedia. <laughs> Next time I'll be more thorough. But um let us know what you think of this one and what we, you know, like constructive criticism, not just criticism, please. Yeah, I'm a very critical soul. I will cry. <laughs> but if you just, you know, like if you preferred, we, we again, like I say, we're just finding his feet. We're trying to, we, we might seem like we're rambling and stuff, but we're trying to find out what works and what you enjoy. And like I say, we want people to be on it. So write in, tell us what you want. And again, honestly, the support is surreal. It's been mental. Yeah, let us know if you prefer like a, you know, more of a, a a chatty kind of podcast, or if you prefer having a really structured story, and then having a conversation. Well, well, you know, what do you like? Everybody likes something different. If we all like the same thing, and again, pretty boring. But until next week, guys. Do you know what I'm gonna? We'll decide when we end this podcast now of what we're gonna do next week. And then if someone can guess what we're doing, I will give them nothing because I don't have anything. But <laughs> You get a shout out on the show. <laughs> yeah, you'll get my praise. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.